You're listening to The Bridge, a podcast on stories of courage, resilience, and innovation with me, Linda Fadrizi Williams, the president of Central Penn College. Welcome to The Bridge, a podcast all about resiliency and overcoming obstacles. I'm your host, Dr. Linda Fadrizi Williams, the president of Central Penn College, and I am really excited about today's guest. I am talking to Central Penn College head women's basketball coach, Erin Miller. Coach Miller previously coached in the Cumberland Valley area. She was a standout player in her own right, scoring over 1,200 points and serving as a two-year team captain for the Southern Huntington High School County Rockets. While there, she was a three-year first-team All-Star, Juniata Valley League Outstanding Player, three-time tournament MVP, and she received Best Point Guard in 1995 while playing AAU through Central Pennsylvania. During her time at Shippensburg University, she was able to help lead the women's basketball program to three championships and a trip to the NCAA Division II National Championship semifinals after becoming the Eastern Regional Champions in 2001. Coach Miller has a bachelor's in social work from Shippensburg University and a master's in forensic psychology from Walden University. She lives in Edders with her husband and three sons, and she works as a corrections counselor in Camp Hill. We dive more into Coach Miller's role as coach of the Central Penn College women's basketball team, as well as how she balances her time between working full-time, coaching, and being a wife and busy mom of three active boys. Enjoy this episode of The Bridge. switch gears a little bit. Talk okay. about your program of study, your career, because I was so fascinated by what you actually <laughs> studied in college, what you're currently doing. I'm excited to talk to you about it. So first, let me ask you, what drew you to social work? What made you want to go into that field? Because I had no idea what I wanted to do. All I knew was that I did not want to be a teacher like my mom. <laughs> we had this conversation, so I can say that about her. Um, I knew I did not want to teach, but I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. I thought about computers. Mm -hmm. And she had said, well, how about you just go to social work? She said it has so many avenues. You know, you could go work with kids. You can work in hospitals. You can work in um, senior senior citizens. You can do whatever you want to do. Just try that and see what happens. So I think I declared my junior year. Oh, so you were just doing your gen ed studies and getting all your prerequisites out Mm -hmm. of the way. And junior year, you selected Mm -hmm. it. So you're a corrections counselor. What does that mean? <laughs> what do you do on a day-to-day basis? It varies every day. I don't I guess I use some of the social work skills, but I went on to get my master's in forensic psychology and I feel like I use that a little bit more. Okay. Um cuz obviously in forensic psychology? Yes. Wow, okay. Um obviously it's not the helping field, yeah. um corrections, so it's just something that I started working with juvenile delinquents, I think, when I was 18. Okay. So it's just something that kind of stuck with me, and I just continued. You know, you manage caseloads. You talk about daily problems, mm-hmm. anger management, surprisingly, okay. even for adults. Oh, yeah. Um, you know what the world is like without going into too much detail. Some sure. days are good. Some days not so good. I'm, I'm sure. Um, what are some things people might not know about being a corrections counselor? Like what's something that you think would, would surprise people? That's a really good question. (laughs) For me, it's not really something that I, and this is probably going to sound awful, but I don't find it as rewarding as what people might think that being a counselor is. Okay. Because it's not that type of counselor. 
Right. Um, right. I was a mobile therapist for a while, and I would go in home working with youth. Okay. To me, that was rewarding. Right. Corrections is not something that is as rewarding. Sure. Um, for me, coaches is being a coach is rewarding. Absolutely. Being a mom is yeah. rewarding. Yeah. Um, and I use those things to focus on so that I go to work, I do what I need to do. You know, yeah. I do my job. I deal with what I have to deal with. I get my paperwork done, the meetings I have to have, the interviews I have to do, the case that I have to manage, mm-hmm. you know, and I deal with that. And then I go home. So your job sounds super challenging. And even thinking about what you were talking about, what did, I think you said mobile, mobile therapy. Mobile therapy. Mm-hmm. Okay. So mobile therapy, even the job that you're in now, I'm sure you hear difficult stories, challenging stories. You hear difficult situations that are people are going through. And I think about this all the time for anyone in any level of counseling positions. How do you personally cope with hearing all of these difficult types of stories and not let it affect you, not let it affect you when you have to go home and be mom? Mm-hmm. I learned early on that when you go to work, when you leave and you hear those doors shut behind you, it has to stay there. Yeah. Um, yeah. There are a lot of people that it is a struggle for them to do that, and you see it carry over into their marriages, mm-hmm. into their parenting. Mm-hmm. Um I've always been kind of a hothead, so that kind of has remained the same. So that's not something that has <laughs> gotten any better or worse. But I just learned that whatever you read, whatever I have to talk about or listen to, I just kind of package it up. And when I leave, I get in my car, I play some music. Yeah. Um, or sometimes I don't play any music. Right. And I sit, in, sit silence in silence as I drive home. Mm-hmm. Then I usually go pick up the five-year-old or head to practice, whatever I have going on. And then when I see him and his smile, yeah. like everything just kind of – yeah coast back into place and kids humble you don't they they They, do they don't really care what you did all day no you're you're there to serve them and to make their life better right so it's i always find that amazing sometimes when i'm with my boys and and our children are not that different in ages i have a a 13 year old who'll be 14 Mm -hmm. in february and i have an 11 year old and i think sometimes if people saw what i do once i get home they would be shocked Mm -hmm. at my interactions and my conversations and yeah, so they do. They they do ground you in a way mm-hmm. um, that maybe if you didn't have kids mm-hmm. that were there to remind you that there's this whole other role that you play, it, I'm sure it could get to you. So I give you a oh, lot of credit. Definitely. Those are, those are really difficult positions, especially now when the world's a little bit crazier mm-hmm. than normal. People it's more are of a challenge now. more mm-hmm. on edge than they've ever been, mm-hmm. and everyone's feeling that kind of pressure. So I give you a lot of credit and commend yeah, well, you. Thanks. I think yeah. it's I think it's a fascinating field. Uh, we're going to talk about basketball and coaching. So okay. you work full time. Mm-hmm. You have three children. You're mm-hmm. married. Mm-hmm. And you are the head coach of a women's basketball team, our Central Penn Knights. What drew you to coaching? I've had, and I think I spoke about this before in a previous podcast, but I've had great coaches. Mm-hmm. I've had some bad ones. And then I've had mediocre. Okay. And I know that, you know, I coached a little some in the boys aspect um, years ago. And I knew that I loved it, and the kids always responded well to me. And it's something that my playing days are over. Mm-hmm. I mean, I might get on the court a little bit with them, but then I think I did it one time out here last summer, and I sprained an ankle. Oh, no. So your body your body falls apart, you know, at this age. So you can't you can't keep up anymore. But you still have the wisdom. Yeah. So you want to – you as a coach, you just want to share what yeah. you know. Yeah. And my love for the game has gotten me through things in high school and college, and it taught me ways to cope – Mm-hmm. with the adult things that come in life. Yeah, sure. So it's just something I feel like that needs to be shared. 
Well, I, I know that the, the students really look and res- look up to you. They respect you. Our Lady Night's off to a bit of a slow start, which mm-hmm. is understandable. We have pretty much a whole new team since there was an entire year they didn't get to play. Mm-hmm. What improvements have you seen with this specific team just since the start of the season? They make improvements every day. Um, and to me, a small improvement is a win. Mm-hmm. We have four freshmen. We have our senior tee. Yeah. You know, who's back. And then next semester, Jeray, who actually played before, is coming back okay. with us. So we are very young. Lots of personalities. Yeah. You know, in the beginning, yeah. it was like, whoa, all these girls, okay. But they are becoming closer as a team. Mm-hmm. They are learning things. There is still a lot of growth to be had, obviously, because they were very young. Sure. Um, but I get excited when I see improvements because it means that you know, we're teaching them the right thing. It is very frustrating when we lose. Um, And if you're an athlete. Like, it's hard to. It's hard to swallow. It is. Like, I go home and usually, um, usually the nights that we lose, I don't sleep that night. Um, So you get very, you know, I'm competitive and I've always been that way. So it's, and you know, and when you know how good they are. Right. And you see the potential that they have when they do lose and you know it breaks their heart. It's It's frustrating because you see all this talent and all these kids, and you know, all it takes is just a tweak here or a tweak there or something to click, and it's on. It's you're building a team. I mean, yes. I'm a New York Giants fan, oh. so we are so horrendous. God that, love you. <laughs> yeah, and you, you kind of have to My be, oldest son loves the Giants. Oh, we're Cowboys really? fans. I'm well, like, what, where you know did what? this come from? I was going to ask you if you were a Cowboys <laughs> fan, because when you said you lived in the middle of nowhere, my first thought was, I bet she's a damn Cowboys fan, <laughs> because... They are everywhere because it was the one they team are. that was played all the time when you only had the primary channels mm-hmm. on television. Mm-hmm. The Cowboys were always aired. They were mm-hmm. considered America's always. team. Always. I will tell you, I watched Hard Knocks with the Cowboys. <laughs> Isn't that great? It's well, for me, it was got to be one of my favorite shows. Yeah. And um, I, I don't want to say that I hate the Eagles more because I know a lot of our students are Eagles fans. I can't stand the Eagles. Me either. I would take the Cowboys over the (laughs) Eagles, which is painful for me to say. But anyway, um, I wondered if you guys were Cowboys fans. But my point is when when you have a losing team all the time, it Mm. really makes you feel so defeated. And my Mm -hmm. son, who's 11, is such a huge Giants fan. Mm -hmm. And we've only been losing since he was born. The year he was Mm -hmm. born, we won the Super Bowl. The year my older son was born, we won the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. We've just been pretty bad ever since. And he just he, he finally doesn't cry after games anymore and I had to say but like they're rebuilding I just don't know how much longer I could say oh it. my oldest son get you hear him yell what are you doing oh yeah it's painful it's painful <laughs> like, to just, be shut it off. just shut it off <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about a couple of your players I just want to okay. mention a few of them of course I want to start with T Tania Jackson she brings so much energy grit leadership mm-hmm. to the team talk a little bit about her she's our returning guard <clears throat> what are what are some attributes about her that she brings to the team there are so many things I could say about T. <laughs> One thing that people do not know is that she's very nosy. She likes to be in our conversation. Oh, really? She's, a, she's very chatty. She loves to be involved. She loves to converse with us. She's always wants to know what's going on. With, like, yo, coach, what are you doing tonight? Well, where are you going? Oh, like she wants to know about your yeah. personal life. What are you eating for supper? Because <laughs> we would usually we'd watch film and I would bring food. I'd order food. Aww. And one time I made, I think, meatball subs for them. Um, and we're having a Christmas party at my house. Ariel and myself are going to cook for them. So we're going to get, it's like, what are you making? What are you eating tonight? Like she's very involved. Like she's very That's inquisitive great. what's going That's on. That's great. She's wonderful. She has a lot going on, like a lot of our athletes and students do yeah. here. Yeah, big time. But she still manages to get through every day. Um I don't worry about her grades. Mm-hmm. I still ask her, you know, just to be annoying, probably. Sure. 
But she does very well. She is so competitive. When we watch film of other teams, not even us, yeah. she's yelling when someone else does something <laughs> wrong or they make a mistake. <laughs> she's like, what are you doing? Like, it, She's very competitive, and I love that about her. I still think we haven't seen the best of T yet. Yeah. You know, and I t- told her as well yesterday that, you know, it's like we haven't seen all of your potential yet. Mm-hmm. I know it's still in there. You know, yeah. we still have a half of a season when we come back for break. So I know that I think we're going to see more of her, you know, more potential, uh, more leadership. So yeah. she's, she's one of those kids that you just love when you first meet her. Today's highly competitive job market requires college graduates to develop an edge before they ever walk into a job interview. At Central Penn College, we provide our students opportunities to develop that interview room edge in part through hiring expert faculty to teach in our classrooms. Central Penn College professors have that real-world experience you seek. Nearly all Central Penn College faculty have current or recent experience in their field of instruction that translates into powerfully relevant hands-on learning in the classroom. Central Penn College is a small private college in Central Pennsylvania offering nine Bachelor of Science degree programs, seven Associate of Science degree programs, three Associate in Applied Science degree programs, a Master of Professional Study degree programs, and dozens of post-secondary certificate and diploma programs. Visit centralpenn.edu to learn more about our exciting career-ready programs. Central Penn College. Opportunities start here. Jayla. Mm-hmm. Jayla. Jayla's very quiet. I f- was looking at a recruiting site and I saw a video of Jayla. So I reached out to her coach. I was like, oh, tell me about this kid. You know, what's her deal? What's going on? Is she coachable? You know, different things yeah. that I ask. And I remember to speak to her, which, and I had mentioned this to the coach. He said, well, let's talk mom first. I like, all right. I said, let me talk to her mom. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had a full conversation with her mom before I even got to speak with Jayla. So I explained Central Penn and the grades and the focus academically and education because that was very big for her and her family good but she's wonderful she's coming out of her shell a little bit um you catch her smiling and talking she's very soft-spoken but she's a sweet kid that's nice you know yeah she's a sweet kid you have two sydneys you have sydney green and sydney bub we have bubs and flash yeah (laughs) flash yes that's right i remember at the game people Mm -hmm. were calling her flash yes so bubs and flash bubs is a valley girl she says (laughs) Um, oh, that's she's also from term. the country, yes. Okay. And uh, Flash is from Baltimore. Two very different personalities, two very different kids. Mm-hmm. Both very, very smart, both hardworking, you know, both genuine girls. Yeah. But different types of, you know, you have Flash that's from Baltimore and Bubs is from the, the country. country. Yes. Yeah. So she's very into her hair. And I caught her the other day talk about, I think, her eyeliner or mascara. And she would probably, <laughs> she would probably be embarrassed if she... <laughs> If she knew I was talking about this, but but um, I love how different they all are. They're very different. They're like all your players so far are, mm-hmm. are so different. We'll just they are just we'll just mention a couple others. Sure. Um, Victoria Tori Roberts. Oh my little pit bull. <laughs> she is not very big, but man, is she tough. She 
is probably one of our most physical players, okay. and she's the smallest. Isn't that funny? Yeah. Maybe she, well, she probably has to be in order mm-hmm. to keep up, right? She does. Yeah. She does. She's fantastic. Also has a lot of going on. You know, a lot of these kids yeah. throughout their lives, but they still manage home stuff, work, school. They still manage to be successful, and they come yeah. to practice. They work That's hard. Um, okay. Two yeah. more. Sure. Chanel Perry. Oh, Chanel, the, the New York girl. She talks on the phone more than any girl I have ever met. <laughs> she is on the phone from the time I see her coming into practice. It's off. As soon as we get on the van, she's on the phone. And you said she's not on, like, they're not on the phone talking like we talk on the phone. They're FaceTiming. And it's, they must have to see people these days. It's really interesting. My kids are the same way. Or it's speakerphone. It's not, like, yeah. it's not up to it's their ears. It's not up to their ears. No. So it's foreign to them. Yeah. So I hear the whole conversation. Both sides. Yes. Oh, yes. So it's... it's. I bet you're learning a lot there, <laughs> yes. too. Some things like, oh, good Lord. Um, <laughs> but she's also very smart. Her goal, actually, is to make the dean's list. Okay. That's so a So we're great waiting goal. to hear if she... Because it's her first term. She... Her first term? No. She, she transferred in, okay. I believe. She also works full-time. Okay. Like, she works... Like a lot she, of our students. She actually does online, but she works all day. I think she said it was either unemployment or career link office. Okay. Um, so she that's actually amazing. works. Yeah. That's, that's remarkable when you think about that working full time, mm-hmm. being, a, you know, going to school mm-hmm. and being a student athlete. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, last one, legend Edwards. <laughs> I feel like sometimes she's my stepchild. Um, <laughs> this girl, God love her. She, when I first met her, I thought, man, is she a challenge? But she, I'm on her a lot, um, all the time, mm-hmm. but she is very sweet, very funny, very smart. Once you kind of peel back the onion a little bit, yeah. um, she's a very sweet kid. You okay. know, she has a lot of walls up, rightfully so, for some things that she's experienced. Sure. But once you get past all that and get over that rough exterior, she is a marshmallow. You know, she's a really good kid. So when you, when you talk a little bit about all of these girls, um, and they're so different, different very, backgrounds. Very and, different. and that's how most that's how most teams mm-hmm. are. And that's why it's such a great experience to be involved in sports because mm-hmm. you are with people very different from you. So what are some strategies that you use to build this sense of cohesion and really give the team an identity? It was a struggle at first for us um, because everybody is so different. And I use the term love language. Mm, that. Okay. Every person, every player has their their own love language and the way they are receptive to things. And the way that they had to learn to communicate with each other was how their teammates responded. Um, Specifically, Flash and Bubs, very different backgrounds. One's somewhat quiet. The other one, not as much. She knows she's loud, so it's fine. They had to learn each other's love language. And I think as a team, it made us closer and more of a family now. And they hang out more. Like I said, we do team bondings. I think they're planning on going bowling together next week. Fun. And that's important. Yeah. That's interesting. You said that your coach in college, it wasn't really like that when you first Mm-mm. when you first were there. No. And yet you, your first season as head coach here, mm-hmm. you're making sure to build in those movie nights and mm-hmm. bonding because they really do need to get to know each other. Yeah, I knew what I – I mean, we hung out a lot um, in college, but we were never home. I think when I was in school, I maybe got two days off for Christmas. Yeah. Um, yeah, So these players have it made. So we were, we found our strength in each other. But I knew when I came here that, like, I didn't even, I still don't know who the president was when I went to Shippensburg or the athletic director. Yeah. Um, It's a very different experience. Yeah. So I knew what I wanted for this team based on what I wish I would have had. Yeah. There. Well, that's that's great. That gives you a totally, having both of those experiences, having your high school Mm -hmm. experience, Mm -hmm. having, 
what worked for you. It mm-hmm. gives you a perspective as mm-hmm. a head coach. So that's that's great. Yeah, it does. All right, we're going to talk a little bit about personal life now. Okay. Um, you're married, three sons. You have a teenager, a preteen, and your little guy. And he's he thinks a he's guy. a teenager. He thinks he's a teenager. He's got well, two he's brothers so that he's trying to compete so with. I get it. <laughs> how, how do you personally manage your time and priorities between your job, coaching, and being there for your family? Well, I think it's a little bit personal, but I actually was a single mom for a long time. Oh, okay. Until I met my husband. Okay. So I learned early on that, and I was actually getting my master's online at the time, mm. plus working, plus mm. taking care of two little boys. Yeah. They were very small at the time. It's probably the one of the hardest times in your life. It was. Yeah. You know, and you learn how to, okay, you go to work, you pick up your kids, you play with them, you cook dinner, you put them to bed, and then you work on your master's program. Yeah. You know? I've been there. Um, not a lot of sleep from mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. but, um, and I think it made this easier for me. Yeah. You know, um, because if I can be a single mom and work and go to school and manage kids and everything, sports and this, groceries and cooking and all that stuff, a lot of mac and cheese and chicken fingers. Like, I'm no Betty Crocker, but back then, that's what they got most of the time. And they're they're alive and they're fine. (laughs) And hot dogs, yeah. Um, So I think that really, along with college and being in school, I think that really helped this not – and my husband's very supportive. Um, Makes a huge difference. Yeah. And I think it made it somewhat easier for me to – to manage all this. I my sons were both really little when I I had my first son during my master's program, so like oh, halfway through. Yeah, oh, yeah God, we joke God about Lord. it all the I time. <laughs> I talked <laughs> I talked to Janet Bixler about it and you know, she makes me tell the students because I literally had my son and a couple hours later, I was writing a paper in the hospital room feeding him. And so like every picture is oh, from the times man. my sons were born until they were both about like Till my oldest was, I think, eight. Mm-hmm. There's a computer in the picture, <laughs> and it was my life. And and mm-hmm. people would ask me all the time. And it's very similar to your answer. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm bringing it up. Like, mm-hmm. how did you do it? How mm-hmm. did you do it? You know, I didn't feel like I had a choice. Mm-hmm. I was committed to it. So you you just do it. Yeah. Um. And you can find a way to make it work, but you just you don't stop because the minute you stop, yeah, it's really difficult to get mm-hmm. back. So yeah, you don't have a choice. You have these two little. That's it. Two little boys. You have to get here, get there. You know. That's right. So yeah. so you so you keep pushing. Mm-hmm. Any secrets or tips or habits to share with with moms out there that are going back to college and trying to balance it all? What was what was key for you in those nights when you're working on papers for your degree and you just put your kids to sleep and you're tired? Um, I wanted to have more for them, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. Our vacations, I remember we would go to my parents' house because mm-hmm. my parents have a pool. Right. Like they thought that was the best thing. They didn't right. know that, well, that's all mommy can do right now, you know. Yeah. Um, so my motivation was for them because I knew that eventually, because once I got my master's and I did mobile therapy on the side, Okay. So, you know, when they had certain things going on or I would maybe leave work a few hours early, just get yeah. a couple hours here and there, you know, just to help out. So you, you find motivation in your children, I think. Right. So yeah. having that motivation, keeping it key mm-hmm. really keeps you going. Yeah, it does. Excellent. They don't care that you worked all day or that you're a basketball no. coach. And They're... the youngest, well, where's my, where's my nuffins? Those spark, <laughs> those butter, what are birthday cake muffins in the box? Oh, those oh, fun. Those those are his favorite. Yeah. Well, there you go. So for him, that's his priority. He wants to know what's taking you so long to his do that. His nuffins or his candy. Yeah. <laughs> well, I want to ask you just any advice you want to share with young people, college kids listening, especially young women as they're making their way into the working world. 
um, ad- advice from the things that you've been through? Just keep going. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to have days that I had days that I just wanted to quit. I'm like, this is crazy. Like, I can't, I can't do this. But you take it a day at a time and you just, you never quit. You never give up no matter what. You keep pushing. No matter how hard it is, you're going to wake up the next day. You know? I do. By the way, you just quoted your mom. What? She gave you that advice and said, take it one day at a yes. time. See, back she in college, did. and it stuck with you. And but, I swore I would never say what my mother said. But you know what? It's <laughs> it really, comes full circle. <laughs> it's really good advice. It's good it advice. And when you it feel like, was. I can't take it, I want to quit, yeah. give yourself a day. Yeah. D- relax, yeah. go to sleep, wake up. You have a different perspective mm-hmm. in the morning yeah. than, you, than you do in the well, heat she's of right. So she was right. <laughs> yeah. All right, we end each podcast with mm-hmm. a speed round. These are a series of quick, rapid-fire questions. You give oh, okay. your first response off the top of your head. Okay. Ready? Okay. Okay. Top song, group, or artist on your playlist right now? Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam. Dog mm-hmm. or cat? Dog. We are unanimous. <laughs> Professor Miller, every guest has said dog. We've been doing this for over a year. We're, we only have dog people. I love it. All right. Best thing that's happened to you this month? Two wins. Two wins. Excellent. <laughs> Favorite beverage? Water. 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 <laughs> hydrated. Very important yes. for athletes. To and, say Gatorade. And, and Gatorade. And Gatorade. All right. And best piece of advice for Central Penn College students. Keep going. Don't quit. You know, you're here for a reason to be successful. So just keep doing what you do. Coach Miller, I can't thank you enough for taking the time to sit with me today. I know how incredibly busy you are. It's been great spending time with you, and, and we appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. episode of The Bridge, hosted by Central Penn College President Linda Fadrizi-Williams. If you enjoyed this episode, please give it a great rating on your favorite podcast service. The Bridge is available on Apple iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Google Podcasts. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss future episodes of The Bridge, stories of resilience, courage, and innovation with Dr. Linda Fadrizi-Williams. We'll see you next time.